0: It's time for the show that scours the globe for news that interests you. We've scoured a few other planets, too. Didn't find much. Coming to you almost live from their command center just beneath the Earth's crust, here's Jeremy Bray and Wesley Faulkner with Global Geek News.
1: Hey everybody, Jeremy here from Global Geek News. I'm sure you're kinda wondering, hey, what the heck's this midweek show about? Well, this week we have a little bit of a special feature for you. This tonight we have Chris Cashman on the line. How's it going, Chris?
0: Yay for me. Yay!
1: Yeah, the man who does our intro and did a wonderful job at it, too. I was
0: going to say, that is a remarkable intro for
1: your show. Who does it? I must be put in touch with that marketing firm or that major corporation that's behind that. Yeah, th- you know, of all the podcasts that I listen to and watch and everything, that's got to be one of the best intros that I've seen out there. Rockin'. Love it. Yeah, no, thanks, man. Thanks
0: for letting me do it. It's kind of i uh, I'm a nerd for audio stuff, so to get to be a part of... Uh,
1: your, the intro... To the podcast leader, that's a kick for me. Uh, it was exciting when I got it and heard it for the first time, but thank you very much for doing that.
0: Yeah, well, and you you realize we, we're sort of tipping our cap a little bit. We're letting out a trade secret. You and I have met. Yes, during one of the... You're one of rem- the very few hand-selected uh, to come by and witness 1 versus 100 Xbox yeah. Live in studio.
1: You were there. You got to see it. Yeah, on one of the last shows. It wasn't the last show. I think it was what, maybe two or three shows before the what I don't I don't remember. You know when traumatic
0: show. when traumatic things happen in your life, um lots of times you block them out. So now I've blocked out much of the end of 1 versus
1: 100. It's just
0: too painful to relive it.
1: And I was wondering what happened. <laughs> I mean, I was expecting another season. I think it was back in April or May. They posted something on the One versus One Hundred blog asking for community questions for the nights for, for when the questions came from the community. Then all of a sudden, it went silent for a couple months, and then they came back and said, "Oh, hey, everybody's off on different projects. The game's dead." What happened?
0: Well, it was it was not long after you and the group came through uh, to tour that they said a bunch of things went missing from the studio. And we simply couldn't recoup the costs. (laughs) So we had to fold up shop. Um, No, uh, yeah, you know what? You're exactly right. Uh, There was a posting. And uh, as far as I knew, after season two, it was uh, a a wait and see kind of game. Signs looked good. You know, we had great feedback, great turnout for the game. Things seemed to be going uh, swimmingly. And uh, like everybody else, I sort of waited, you know, and I, I would, with people on Twitter, a lot of people would say, What gives? Come on. Quit goofing. Quit making jokes. Tell us. Give us the scoop. When are you coming back? Uh, you know. And I was saying, quite honestly, I don't know. Like you guys don't. I don't know. I'm waiting and hoping, and uh, you know, hopefully soon. And uh, I wasn't privy to uh, the specifics on what it actually came down to. But as you mentioned, uh, there was a posting as recently as April or May for you know, send us your question. So I know this was not something that was, you know, made split second. This wasn't something they had planned all along that they would do this and pull the plug or anything like that. You know, it must've come down to some specific factors, but I know right up until the end, I think there was a legitimate chance that it was coming back and a legitimate chance that the, uh, the crew that was working on it hoped and assumed that it was coming back. So, you know, who knows what specifically was the reason they certainly didn't tell me, uh, the guys that I worked with specifically at Xbox live, the producers and the crew, uh, Pretty much learned the same way I did, you know. So uh, this was something that came down, um, you know, from the top of the food chain, and uh, we all just have to sort of deal with it and move on.
1: Hmm. I was expecting for a little bit more of a juicy story than that, but uh, you want me to make one up? Yeah, sure, why not? (laughs) Well, Major Nelson was threatened by
0: me, and uh, he deactivated my key card. And no. Uh, no, I wish I had some juice for you. Maybe there is a big juicy story, uh, but they certainly didn't tell it to me. Uh, but there's nothing scandalous, nothing like that. You know, The conversations I had with uh, my producer friends over there was a uh, bummer. Don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's not going to proceed. I, I have some good faith in the company because I've just been nothing but blown away by Xbox and impressed by everything that they do that uh you know there's there's a method to the madness they're not just uh you know abandoning the car there's gotta be a reason why maybe they it's part of a bigger plan um you know so i, I have some faith that uh you know perhaps down the road the funnel ring and and maybe I can be of service to them and kind of get to play with something new but um you know I, I i gotta believe I have some faith that there was some good reasoning for it and um as you mentioned. You know, they mentioned that the team that was working on this are on other projects. What are those projects? Dramatic Stinger. Dun, dun, dun. Who knows? So, uh, hopefully, some fun stuff. And, I mean, we all know. Any, anybody who's an Xbox fan knows, you know, that it's the coolest. And that the live platform is the coolest. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure they've got uh, some stuff up their sleeve.
1: Yeah, I'm kind of curious to know what these, live, what these new projects are. Because... I would assume that they would probably kind of be going in the same direction as far as some big massive live game cuz that was pretty unique to 1 versus 100. I hadn't I don't think I've ever seen a case where you had 40,000 people playing a live game like that all at once right. and yeah. with an interactive host and everything. So I was kind of surprised that they're that this happened i'm curious to know what they're um doing i had always kind of wondered if maybe the reason might be a lack of advertising because it seemed like almost all of the commercials were sprint commercials i'm wondering if maybe they couldn't get in more advertisers to fund the game or what the that that's my speculation anyway
0: well you know a couple of things i would say to that number one there's the saying you know it's it's show business not show friendship so you're right it's all about the the bottom line and advertising uh, yes there was a, a plethora of sprint sponsorship in there and because they were they were the presenting sponsor they you know were were the folks who quite literally made it possible to get this thing off the ground um so i don't think it was a lack of other sponsors i think it was that you know this was sprints baby and uh, and then eventually they expanded, and we started having some other folks, uh, you know, I think DiGiorno and some other things that were in there. Um, so I'm sure that advertising had something to do with it, certainly. You know, if it, was, if it was a cash cow, they wouldn't let it go away. So there's definitely something to that. Um, I also think that – and this is just me speaking out of school. Uh, you know, just my personal gut feeling is that uh, maybe it was a teeny bit ahead of its time and that, uh, you know – I would compare it to a TV network. You know, a TV network or a new channel on TV isn't going to survive with one or two shows. They got to have a lineup of shows. And so, I think the fact that this was the first of its kind, it was the only one of its kind, perhaps was tougher to monetize financially. You know, it's tougher to have a crew and uh live bodies producing this thing uh, on a you know bi-weekly basis because uh you're not sharing costs you know it's not like a, hey we've already got the studio we're doing five games at once i think if that was the case if there was a series of these if there was a whole channel of, of various live games and we were able to do these four or five times a week then it becomes a different scenario but i think getting to do it only a couple of times a week uh the costs just go up because it all comes down to just those two opportunities a week. You know, it's uh, similar to sports. You know, it's the reason the uh, some of these costs, you know, for football tickets are, are so expensive because there's not that many games. You know, and the mm-hmm. contracts they sign are huge. Baseball more affordable because there's a lot of games. So, I, I think that there's uh, something to do with the fact that we quite possibly were just a bit ahead of our time. We were the first and only game doing what we do. And I think maybe uh, it was tough to justify just this one game. Um, I I wish that they could have. I wish we could have hung on for a little bit longer because I really think we were onto something quite unique and special. And it was really neat to get to do it every week. I mean, it was quite honestly, it's been pretty much, you know, the biggest thrill in my career. And I get to do stuff on TV and on the radio, you know, as a living. And uh, this was something that I did not see coming and was really thrilled once we got going with it and to, to interact with the people. And like you said, to, to get to see on, on the Xbox screen in front of me, which looks just like you guys saw at home, but my screen had some information, uh, that you guys couldn't see. Like I could see how many people were playing. I could see uh percentages of who got questions right and wrong. And, uh, and even percentages of who, you know, who thought it was X, who thought it was Y, who, so I, I could see some pretty fascinating things, uh, in terms of, uh, you know what the knowledge base was what people all got stumped on together and so it was uh, you know part live game and part almost research study you know on my end to get to see uh you know what the audience was thinking and feeling what they knew and it was just a kick it really was it was amazing to get to say something and to see you know to pose a question to the audience and then to get like 3000 emails come in all at once it was like just an eye opening experience where i realized You know, this community, Xbox folks and the live subscription folks, you know, are so passionate and proactive. Unlike TV and radio, you know, we didn't have to have a guesstimate of the ratings. We knew exactly how many people were playing on any given night. The numbers were right there. They logged on to play. Um, So, to that end, it was a kick because, you know, compared to TV, no, there wasn't two and a half million people watching the show, there was, you know, maybe 40,000 on a given night. But forty thousand that were there on purpose and actively involved and engaged, and so to that end, I think it was a slam dunk. I mean, I really think it was a huge success. And uh, you know, if anything, I think they they will take all of that research and put it to future use. Like I said, I, I just can't see them abandoning this concept altogether. I got to assume there's some bigger plan at work here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, with, I was almost kind of surprised this hadn't come sooner this kind of idea of this massive multiplayer online experience especially with I mean when you're looking at like first person shooters and stuff yeah you're not going to be able to fit 40,000 people on a server and have it perform well at all but for something like a trivia game it works out pretty well and I was really kind of surprised especially when we were in studio just how much interaction you would get from the audience while they were playing, right. in terms of tweets, emails. Like when I posed the question to the audience, just this huge flood of emails, like I have never seen in my life, except for right. maybe in my spam box. Right. But. Um,
0: right. Well, and you know, and the, I think the timing of the game coming out was fantastic because. You know, uh, what, this was the better part of a couple of years ago now when it really kind of started. They auditioned, I got hired, and we started doing beta. And, uh, you know, Facebook was just kind of becoming a hot thing. Twitter was sort of brand new, you know. And all of these things sort of became a big deal about the same time the show took off and the game took off. And so it was fun to get to sort of combine all of these sources of interaction into one awesome live media event to where it was really hard to put a label on it it was a game but it was more than that you know it really was this experience and i think even the people who were the diehards at first who were you know into the shooters and all that it would say ah boring i don't want to play this everybody eventually tried it because it was you know the only thing of its kind and everybody heard enough about it after a while and i've met so many people since that have said you know what i finally got on there i didn't think i would be into it but and two hours later, there I was still playing, and my girlfriend loved it, and parents writing in saying, my kids are nuts for Xbox. I try to keep them off on school nights, but this came up. We did it together, and we were laughing and goofing on each other, and I realized they were learning something. So it really seemed like it was this eureka moment of, wow, we're onto something. Look at all of these things colliding at once and with Facebook and Twitter, and like you said, to be able to almost be doing two and three shows at once. One of them was the game. The other was conversations going on in our Facebook, stuff was going off on tweets, you know, it it was like we were really able to kind of just sling a bunch of arrows out there, and it was fun to see what really resonated with people, what they enjoyed, the conversations that were going on on the message boards, Uh, it really was kind of this awesome event, and I think that that's why we eventually got some pretty good press, and we, you know, impressed folks in Hollywood, and we, you know, had people like Jimmy Fallon call in. And, uh, you know, I sort of assumed even when that happened that, look, this is a favor of a favor kind of a thing. Fallon's just doing us a solid. Somebody is, you know, this is somebody scratching somebody's back kind of a thing. But when, you know, I'm sitting there talking to Jimmy Fallon and he knows stuff about the game. He had references. He made references to some of the gamer tags. You know, all of a sudden you realized, wait a minute. He's not kidding. Jimmy Jimmy Fallon actually has played this. He, He knows what we're talking about. He's a part of this. And you know to hear somebody like him say, "Wow, you guys are onto something." I think this is the future. I I still agree with him, uh, even though that uh, you know we have hit a road bump here. I just think that uh, you know again, there's got to be some method to the madness of, of calling it quits. Uh, I, I I'm I'm hoping that perhaps it's a you know just sort of a pressing pause scenario because uh, I think that if if Xbox doesn't continue to carry that torch, somebody else will, because I think that they have already they done the legwork and shown that it works, and they've shown the audience that will show up in the buzz and feedback they can get, uh, you know, so I don't see why they'd walk away entirely from that concept, uh, because somebody else would surely jump on it and say, cool, let, let's take that, because uh, I'll tell you what, as soon as they announced that this was in fact going away, like everybody else, I was bummed. Uh, but I was so blown away by the fan chatter and the feedback and the message boards and anybody who wrote up an article online, a lot of uh, you know podcasts and, and websites and, and blockers. It was pretty much universal. People bummed in writing in the messages underneath like, "What gifts? I don't understand." This was, I, you know, became a routine of mine. This was a weekly affair for us. People tweeting to me still you know on a regular basis saying dude what what gives explain this to me you know and I wish I had a a good answer uh but I don't you know it's uh it, it became kind of this cool cult thing, and I think it was just growing by the week and uh it's unfortunate that you know it, it's had a hiccup but uh again you know i' I'll, I'll keep a candle lit that something will resurface
1: yeah it I was always one that's generally more into the shooters and stuff like that i i was never real big into the trivia things i mean once in a while i'll watch jeopardy or something like that or i used to enjoy who wants to be a millionaire back when regis philbin was doing the show and stuff like that but i never really got into a trivia game like i did with one versus 100 and it took me i was about halfway through the first season before i had even bothered to even try the game I thought, eh, I don't care about this. I'd rather go play Halo or something like that. Yeah, but all it did was take one show, and I was completely hooked and played for. I think it was every single <laughs> live game after that. I, I never did much with the extended gotcha. like, play, but maybe about twice. But th- it yeah. was the live games that I enjoyed the most, and those.
0: Yeah. And well, and you know, sh- I heard that from a lot of.
1: Mean. Yeah, I heard that from a lot of people who,
0: who I would meet and would admit that and say, yeah, you know, I didn't like the game or I didn't want to like the game. I tried it or my girl, you know, I was the only one that my girlfriend would let me play and we play together and then they would get hooked, you know, not just because it was kind of fun to test your knowledge, but, you know, you were essentially, you know, able to to win some Microsoft points, maybe you just never knew what was going to happen on the game and and just the knowing that you were a part of something live, that people you know maybe across the street across your town across the state across the country throughout the US throughout Canada we're all experiencing this at the same time as you and that's kind of fun you know to know that you were all doing it at the same time and laughing at the same stuff and the emails we'd get from people saying how embarrassed they were they didn't know something or that they you know uh would you know get rather heated and uh, and it would get sort of intense and then the people who would get Selected to be in the mob, or the one you know would write in and say, "You know what? I was the guy saying oh, you never i 'll never get in the mob i 'll never be the one and then all of a sudden I was in the mob, and I freaked out i couldn 't believe I got in, and I freaked out and I choked you know, and I loved hearing those kind of stories because you know there you are sitting on the couch playing xbox, and uh you know who would have expected this the pressure of this live platform uh, to cause people to get nervous and and screw up and, and crumble and just to The range of emotions the game was causing I thought was so cool and it was just kind of a neat thing, you know, a a fun family friendly thing that we got to do and, uh, you know, I was uh, at a convention a couple of months ago in San Diego, uh, totally, uh, you know, not tech related uh, type convention and uh, I was at the airport and a girl called out my name and, you know, say, hey, Chris Cashman and I thought, who knows me here? And uh, this girl came over and introduced herself and said she was in town from New York her uh, boyfriend was stationed there in San Diego and she was there to visit him she says I you know I I knew it was you we play 1 versus 100 all the time uh it's like the thing we play together and we have so much fun and we fight and laugh and it's great and I just want to say hi he's not going to believe that I met you you know and it was one of those where I said well I got to ask how did you know it was me you know cuz uh, uh on Xbox I'm an Avatar. So how did you spot me in the airport? she said, Well, there's a guy over there with a, a sign with your name on it. And I realized that the guy who was supposed to take me to my hotel uh with a couple other people actually just happened to put my name on his little sign. So he had the little sign that said Chris Cashman. She saw it, thought it might be me, and waited, and then and then did recognize me from the little promos we run. And uh it just was one of those really cool moments because you know, I do have the luxury of getting to work in television and in radio, and I get to be in scenarios, you know, you know, where I live in Seattle, where I do get recognized. In in uh, you know, so that's not totally a new occurrence in my life, but to get recognized in another state from this cool cult thing, you know, that was one versus one hundred live was a total thrill, and I just thought it was so neat to get to meet somebody and think, well, there there you go, there's somebody while you were sitting you know in the studio the sprint theater doing 1 versus 100 live there's you know an example of somebody who was enjoying it at home you know and it was a part of their life so uh you know it's you know if it is gone vanished forever uh I'll still always have a great deal of pride that I got to be a part of it and that I got to be you know essentially the first you know uh Maybe the first and only of a certain breed, you know, to get to be the first live host, the first live voice to come out of your Xbox. You know, that's pretty cool. You know, that's something that that uh, I'll always get to have. And, uh, you know, I kind of look forward to, to getting to brag to my daughters about that one day when they're old enough to <laughs>
1: find it cool, you know? Yeah, that makes me kind of wish that there was at least like recordings or something of the old games I could at least just go back and watch or something like that. Just to relive it a little bit.
0: But. Well, maybe we can make it available like one of those Time Life series. You know, we could like re- re-experience one versus one hundred on Xbox Live on thirty DVDs. Yeah. I, I could put in that proposal.
1: It sounds like a good idea to me. I'd buy it. <laughs> you would? Oh, oh yeah! Man.
0: Come on, you got to get out of the house,
1: man. Yeah, what can I say? I don't get out of the house very much. <laughs> but yeah. That's why you're good at what you do. You know your stuff. Yeah, I'll admit that I was one of those people that got into the mob twice and choked both times on like the first. See, there you question. go. There oh, you go. It was like the first question was like, I don't know this. Every question <laughs> after that was one that I knew. It was just always Look. that first question that would get me. Right. But yeah, it was a frustrating experience on occasion. But yeah. So what are what's life for you like post? One versus life, the other. Yeah,
0: life beyond uh, a lot of despair, a lot of sadness. Um, you know, you see those commercials on TV for depression, and it's got people looking out of a rainy window, and they're kind of pale. They've got bags under their eyes. Uh, that is my reality um, on a daily basis.
1: Uh, I saw uh, that. Now, that
0: made, now that I've made you feel bad. Uh, no, things are okay. Uh, You know, I was bummed for obvious reasons, Uh, but again, I I am keeping a candle lit. Uh, The relationship I had with all the folks over at Xbox Live, even Major Nelson, uh, was positive. Everybody was very cool to me, and uh, I can't thank them enough for just getting the opportunity, you know, to do this and to get to be a part of it. Twice a week, my job was to go into Xbox and host a live video game, so uh, yeah, I owe them one, Uh, so that was way cool, and... You know, life now, I, I do a bunch of stuff in Seattle. I'm on uh, ESPN radio now. Uh, I do a, a weekday a radio gig, which is a, a total kick. And, uh, you know, it's it's sports. But for me, people who play the game would know uh, I'm not serious super often. So I get to be kind of doing the sports entertainment side of things and uh, talk about what's going on and who did what, but uh, usually with a, a humorous vein and uh, – I'm actually uh, still in the Microsoft family and the fact that I uh, get to host a very cool web series through MSN. If you go to the, the website, it's called Business on Main, and I host that. It's up uh, every week, and it's uh, small business advice for entrepreneurs. It's uh, people like you and I who uh, have a dream or an idea and want to – work for themselves and not get in line and use a key card to access uh, their office every day and so it's uh, sort of the success stories who's doing what how they're doing it how you can do it and so that's very cool I just started doing that a a month or so ago and again it's called business on main you can find that on MSN and um, that's up weekly so I'm doing that and uh, you know uh, always looking for more cool opportunities Uh, you know my website Chris Cashman online is uh, what I put up just to kind of keep uh, what I'm doing and where I'm doing, uh, up and available. Of course, uh, my, my biggest bragging right on it was and is one versus 100 live because it was such a cool platform and such a cool bragging right for me to have. Um, so uh, I have not, uh, vacated all of that information. Of course, it's still going to be a, a major part of, uh, you know, of my experience in something that I'm very, very proud of. So, uh, you know, I try to, uh, you know keep updated with what i'm doing on there and uh, you just never know i mean I, I i'm certainly going to you know uh keep the radars up and uh, i'm certainly going to keep in touch with the guys at xbox they have been uh you know more than generous to me and uh it's it was nothing uh you know all jokes aside it was nothing nasty and it was there was no hard feelings and there was no uh upsetting phone call <laughs> you know um i had fun with it uh in a video i put up yeah, on YouTube. But uh,
1: I watched uh, that. And that was kind of pretty much how <laughs> I felt as soon as I heard. You know what?
0: The only way I could react was with humor, because that's just how I live my life. The the way you get through tough times is you got to have a sense of humor. You know, with days when you're upset, you got to put in your favorite comedy and laugh through it because uh, it is indeed a very powerful medicine. And uh, so I just thought, you know what? I, I was bummed, but I thought, for the people who care and for the people who appreciate it, I gotta, I gotta put up some sort of a reaction, and and I, I said I'll do it tongue in cheek just to kind of keep the fight alive, you know, to keep, keep the humor going, and, and you know, honestly, is a, a, a sneaky way to say thanks to the folks who, who seem to care a great deal because there was a lot of people emailing, and a lot of people, you know, on Twitter and you know, you name it saying, hey, what gives? Oh, I'm bummed. you know. So I, again, I was totally floored by how much people seemed to care not so much about me, but about the game, and that was cool, and it meant a lot to me that this wasn't something that was just going to go away quietly. People seemed to care that it was going away, so I was flattered by that on behalf of the show.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I happened to get the chance to catch your, I think it was about 45 minutes or so of your show on ESPN, I think it was on a, it was on a Saturday or Sunday. I think you'd. Post oh, okay. About so you your-
0: heard you heard the precursor to the show I'm doing now. That was that was sort of a one off. That was a special. Oh, really? I just sort of I just sort of convinced the guys to let me do a, a two hour show, and I did it on the weekend, and I just kind of went in there and talked about the week that was, and kind of uh, again all sports entertainment stuff. I'm not I'm not a, a sports nerd. I'm not into the stats and all that. Just about Who's doing what? And interesting, you know, because ultimately, athletes, these guys are just entertainers, you know. And a lot of it I find very amusing. So it really was just sort of a the week that was uh, with de- a definite bend towards the more entertaining uh, aspect of who's doing what, who's whining about getting bajillions of dollars, who's got what reality show, so that sort of thing. So, so what you heard was actually. Sort of me uh, just stretching my wings, and uh, not long after, uh, I teamed up with uh, uh, a new colleague at ESPN, and and we're doing a a midday show now from noon to three Pacific Standard Time, of course.
1: I'll have to check that out. Is that streamed online also? Like the
0: it is indeed. In fact, I I put up all all that information uh, on on my website. If people want to, you know, are curious, uh, or just get lonely and they want to hear my voice again. they can find that in th- info uh, on my website at chriscashmanonline uh, or at mynorthwest.com is actually uh, sort of our head website. And uh, you, you can find me through there. And in fact, uh, at least for now, until they swap it out with a corporate picture, the picture I have uh, for my bio on the website there will look familiar to 1 versus 100 folks because it's uh, one, of the, one of the promotional pictures I took for the game. And I said, you know what? Use this photo. I want this photo. Just so that even when I log in and see myself, I can go, Oh yes, that's it. So so yeah, you can find it on there and you know, if if people care, if, if anything happens, anything curious, any new developments, I'll certainly let folks know on Twitter too. And again, because the game came out about the same time Twitter and all that got hot, uh, I thought, Hey, I wonder if this Twitter thing will be handy for one versus one hundred live. I guess I'll register for it. So I was able to get at Chris Cashman, uh, which uh, you know, people are always impressed. How did you get your name? You know, because everything gets taken so quickly so that even the celebrities now have to put the real, you know, Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, so, you know, at Chris Cashman is, is where I am on Twitter. And I certainly try to keep people, you know, hip to what's going on on there. Um, you know, no breaking news as of yet, but I, I definitely keep people posted on what's going on. And, um, quite frankly, this whole experience is, is opened my eyes to, uh you know an industry that I was not super you know involved in before in the gaming and the tech industry, which I have since become just very fascinated with. And uh you know I, I desperately wanted to go to Comic Con. I just couldn't get away to do it uh this year, but I, I was fascinated by it. I wanted to. And uh you know the guys at Penny Arcade who were cool enough to come on One versus one hundred in the beginning. They came in studio. They were just super cool, Gabe and Tycho and uh, they were nice enough to to set me up with ticks to go see uh, to go to PAX this year, uh, which is here in Seattle coming up uh, what next month. So that will be my first experience doing that, and I'm just going to be you know average dude walking around by myself checking it out. But um, you know I I I I'm thrilled. I like I, I'm really excited to get to do it because I, I just uh, you know the video games, tech, comic books, this stuff is just you know. Completely exploded, and uh, I too have been sucked into the vortex, and I'm fascinated by all of it. So, uh, you know, one way or another, I'm going to be a part of the industry, yeah, whether they like it or not.
1: They can't keep me down. I've been amazed at just how much the whole tech industry, gaming, and everything has just grown, even over the past couple of years. I mean, a few years ago, I didn't have never heard of Comic Con or PAX or right. Oh well, they like were, that. you
0: know they existed and they were popular but just mm-hmm. for a very specific uh you know faction of folks. I mean it really was, you know, self-proclaimed, you know nerds and geeks who were going to these things. But it has become such a big deal and quite frankly, you know, <laughs> being nerds and being geeks has become very very cool. And uh you know now, you know, gosh, Comic-Cons become a, a major Hollywood event, you know. All the big stars are going to these things because they know that not only is it a big deal but as i talk about you know me discovering with 1 versus 100 the audience is very passionate these people will you know will take to the streets for you these people will spend money they will you know th- that that's an audience you want people who are proactive and who will spend money on the things that they care about and if you can get them to care about your thing your movie your upcoming TV show, uh, you know, at Comic Con, then that, that that's worth its weight in gold. So these events are becoming huge, and you know, uh, PAX they do it East Coast and West Coast, and I, I'm I'm really looking forward to going to the one here on the West Coast in Seattle next month.
1: Yeah, I've always, past few years I've been meaning to go to PAX, just never made it up there. But it seems to me like Comic Con almost needs to be renamed at this point because with everything that goes on there, all the different panels with TV shows and everything, it seems like comic books aren't really necessarily the big focus of it anymore or at right. least that's what it seems like the, to be the case from the outside anyway
0: i think it's just a good problem for them to have it's it's outgrown its britches very quickly you know it's they got to have elastic waist on that convention because it's just getting huge and uh, you know it got to the point where they've had to cap it you know they they sell out and say no more you know so mm-hmm. uh, i think it's a good problem for them to have you're right i think they it it's the Comic Con label is a little deceiving, and quite frankly, I've said the same thing about Xbox uh, to folks, you know, in my world who who aren't Xbox fans or who who don't have a console, who don't play. I have said to a lot of folks uh, in the radio industry, the TV industry, a lot of people were very fascinated by what I was doing at Xbox, and uh, a lot of them, quite frankly, scared uh, because they were reading articles and uh, we were getting a lot of press uh you know while the game was underway and a lot of people reading about Xbox Live in particular and saying uh oh, tell tell me about this platform because you know as like it or not tv radio everything starts moving towards on demand because people want what they want when they want it they don't want to watch stuff live anymore they're going to dvr it podcasts love this because i can listen to this whenever i want you know so uh i think people in the industry are taking notes uh, at folks like Xbox Live in particular what they're doing because this is a massive on-demand entertainment service, and you've got your games. That's just one section of it, but you've got your music, you've got your movies, you've got your Netflix TV shows. It's all right there. Your Zoom channel now. I mean, it's all right there. And now they're adding Facebook and Twitter. You know, so it's sort of like, pretty soon, what else do I need? You know, am I going to even need my cable anymore? Am I going to even need any? I I don't think so. Very very soon. So, uh, you know, I've told folks in in my you know, circles in local TV and in radio and stuff, I said, Yeah, I think we all should be worried, you know, either worried or excited, you know, depending on, you know, if you're getting on board. And that's why I was excited to at least have a foot in the door with the folks at Xbox Live because I was so intrigued and impressed by what I was seeing with this live platform that I said, you know what, like Comic Con, I said, soon as Xbox can shed, you know, the obvious perception that, you know, you hear Xbox and our parents would immediately go, Oh, video games. You know yes, mm-hmm. it, that's what it you know it's bread and butter that's where it came from. but Xbox, you know as you and I know and you know the folks listening to hear you know your podcast, it's way much bigger <laughs> you know it's a much more grand scale than uh, what Xbox might have been f- even just five years ago. You know, now it's a multimedia platform with you name it on there, what we just talked about. The the games is just one part of it. So as soon as it can somehow, you know, shed that, you know, perception or stereotype, not that it needs to, but if it does, then look out. You know, as soon as as parents, you know, get on board and realize that they're not – you're not buying a game console. You're buying a really powerful console that offers games, but it also offers your TV shows and your movies and music and Facebook and Twitter in HD. As soon as you know folks realize that, then uh, I mean this is to the moon. It really is. So sort similar to Comic Con, I think it's it is a uh, you know an awesome company and an awesome uh, platform and console that has outgrown what it was originally known for. And uh, as soon as people figure that out, and, and it becomes more of a common knowledge scenario of what just exactly what it possesses, uh, which, you know, I think is going to happen within the next couple of years, it's going to be like, look out, because, uh, you know, they even just, you know, what, announced a big partnership with ESPN, they're going to be announcing, you know, having big sporting events live. Uh, you know, you, you see all sorts of uh, things on there with musicians and stuff doing exclusives just for Xbox Live. It, it's just like, to me, it's just a no-brainer. It's like, get on board or be left behind because, uh, you know, it, this live service is just taking
1: off. Yeah, I'm starting to see the people's perception, primarily older people, about gaming, game consoles starting to shift a little bit more now that they can really they've that they're getting a chance to check out all the different media capabilities whether it's watching tv shows or music or whatever through like the zoom marketplace on the xbox or through what's available on the playstation network or whatever i mean i've been playing video games since i was two years old i never would have dreamed that here i am 23 years old that my whole entertainment experience would revolve solely around the game console because now i can get everything i want right on that i don't need um cable tv or anything and if it wasn't if my living situation was different i would gladly get rid of the tv the cable tv today and just go straight with internet Mm because every every show i watch I can watch online, legal or not, but I can watch it all online.
0: Citizens arrest.
1: <laughs> Citizens arrest. Have you watched stuff illegally? Lots of stuff. The silence is deafening, Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a nice little collection. What can I say? <laughs> but, the authorities are en route, sir. Yeah, so far they don't seem to listen to the show. Otherwise, they would have come after me a long time ago. Oh, no, you're huge with the authorities. You don't know that? I wouldn't be surprised if I have a file. You're, or on, two. you're on
0: the FBI's most you know must listen to podcast list. I just checked that out, actually. So
1: congratulations! Oh, well, at least we're on the top of some list. I guess that's yeah. better than nothing. Yeah, I know we're climbing our way up the Zoom marketplace rankings, but I know we still have quite a ways to go for that. But although oddly enough, it's like half of our listening audience listens with Zoom. Something there you I go. never. I never would have predicted, considering the. No, I just Zune got mine. Five... I just got
0: mine this last week, and uh, I, I am taking way too long to get it set up and using it. But soon I will be too, because I just got one, the Zune HD, and it's sweet. And as soon as I take the time to actually get it all set up, that's how I too will be listening to you. So once again, here we go. Get yeah. on board or get left behind.
1: Yeah, that's what I use for most of my um, listening to. Podcast, viewing podcast, whatever is my Zune HD. I've got three different Zooms, one from each generation, but I just—you just can't beat the Zune HD when it comes to. So you even got the original that. one with the kickstart. Yeah, I got the original brown Zune. I, I've got a second generation X and A Zoom that I got. I think it was probably it was given to me the day that we went to the um, studio for. One versus one hundred, I believe. It was part of our our swag bag.
0: Now, guests of One versus One Hundred, you know, we lavish them with gifts, as you know.
1: Yeah, that I gotta say that was some of the best pizza I've ever had, too.
0: <laughs>
1: well, you're welcome. I, I kind of wish we had a pizza place like that around here. I'll mail you some. Ah, good. Nothing like several day old pizza. You got it. But. Yeah, I'll, now I just I had something all in mind to say, and now it's just totally left me. I hate when that happens.
0: You'll remember the second we end our interview. That's usually. Which I'm the guessing case. is coming up right now.
1: Yeah, so um, <laughs> everybody can follow you at chriscashmanonline.com. That's right. As well as Chris Cashman Online on Twitter. Is it Chris Cashman Online or is it Chris No, at Twitter it's just at
0: Chris Cashman. By the way, Does, uh, you know, the computer makers and in particular key makers, uh, do they owe Twitter or what? How relevant has the at button become? I don't think I've ever used at in my entire life until Twitter came out. And now at is almost, you know, maybe the second or third most used key on my keyboard.
1: I don't even use it on my keyboard. I I just, with my tweet deck, I just click the little button to to reply to people and just start – typing I I never hit the app button the only time I ever hit it is in email but yeah I before TweetDeck deck came out I would say that my app button was starting to get a little worn out
0: <laughs> indeed
1: well yeah man well thanks
0: a ton for having me I really appreciate it And good luck uh, with with what you're doing if if anything new and exciting comes up in my world I will certainly tweet about it and I'll certainly let you know about it and uh Until then, just keep using that show intro uh, that I made for you because, you know, that way I'm still relevant.
1: I'll certainly do that. (laughs) Glad to have you on. Hope to have you on again real soon. Definitely be checking out your Business on Main stuff, which is businessonmain.msn.com. I just looked that up. Look at you. Did you bing that that fast? Uh, Google, unfortunately. But Shame on you. Once in a while, I'll use Bing. Once in a while, I'll use Google. There's this wonderful site called bingandgoogle.com that you can search for something, and in the left half of the screen, it'll bring it up on Bing. On the right hand, it'll bring it up on Google, or maybe it's the other way around. So that way you can compare results to see which search engine is better for the particular search that you're doing. That that wow. seems to be the best way to at least figure out what kind of things you can look up on are going to be best looked up on one compared to the other.
0: But uh, See, I don't, I don't recommend doing both because I, I think that you're getting into untested waters and you're going to be
1: responsible for like a rip in time. So I think <laughs> you're playing with fire there. Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I'm loving the stuff that Bing is doing, but I'm still getting better results for most of the things that I look up on Google just because I tend to look up some really obscure stuff sometimes. <laughs> but um yeah, thanks for definitely coming on. Make sure to have you back in the near future. In the meantime, I highly recommend everybody check out your show on ESPN. If it's anything like that two hour show that one weekend, it's gotta be one of the best things I've heard on radio in years. <laughs> then again, now, well
0: now you've o- now you've oversold it. Now there's pressure, now I'm I'm not gonna be able to
1: fake my way through it anymore i see all the radio around here has just become utter crap ever since Clear Channel came in and bought up all the stations. Do yeah. they say that in their imaging? Do they say like, you know, uh, today's hits 104, utter crap. That, that They don't say that, but that's pretty much the case of what it is. That's what comes out of the speakers. Yeah, yeah
0: right here.
1: it's horrible music followed by three times as many commercials as there was music in the first place, and then more horrible yeah. music. And
0: sadly it's a sign of the times but you know what circles back to what we just talked about the industry's changing on demand mm-hmm. they're all going to have to change their tune soon because uh people are going to want what they want when they want it so uh, you're 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 ahead of the curve with what you're doing with your podcast because people are going to listen to what they want to listen to when they want to listen to it so so keep doing what you're doing and uh, I'll keep the the fight alive on my end and uh you know hopefully ho- hopefully we can do a dramatic reunion show where 1 versus 100 is returning, and we're celebrating it. And uh, until then, if you want it to come back, uh, write your local senators. Demand it. Write your government.
1: Yeah, that, that would just make my year if the game came back. But anyway, thanks for coming on, and we will talk to you soon. You got it, Jeremy. Talk to you later. See ya.